Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NAHU's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your weekly healthcare happy hour. Next week, the Healthcare Happy Hour and Washington Update will be taking a break as we get together with family and friends to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. So, on this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, we are reviewing everything that NAHU has been thankful for so far this year. Joining me this week to express our gratitude is Chris Hartman, John Green, and Marcy Buckner. Welcome back to the podcast. Obviously, this has been an incredibly eventful year. Starting back in January, let's start by discussing the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021, even though it technically passed at the very end of 2020. The $900 billion omnibus bill contained a large host of provisions, including a ban on balanced billing, which NAHU had been fighting for for a very long time. In addition to that, if we could fast forward a little bit to the regulations surrounding that surprise billing ban that came out over the course of the year, why are we thankful for this? You mentioned it was a long road, and it really was. There was a lot of back and forth about whether the provisions in the bill would tilt things one way or the other. And since then, we have been very pleased with the way that so far the regulations have come out, particularly in regard to the way that the CBO treated the scoring of the bill that said that it would save money. And with that in mind, I think that the agencies have led the direction of the regulations towards taking the consumer out, but not raising their cost. And I think Marcy can really get a little bit more into that detail, Marcy. Thanks, John. Yeah, well, we're grateful for the ban on surprise billing. And at first, we were a little anxious about the way that the language was put together in the statute. But then over the course of this year, we we received two parts of interim final rules, which really went our way. And it was our way to be able to influence the ways in which this ban on surprise billing is going to go into effect, which very closely mirrors what we were asking Congress to do. We just got our requests in a little bit of a different way. And we're, we're very thankful for that. And the way that they're going to now be calculating the arbitration method is going to lead the cost to the consumer to be closer to the median in-network rate, which is how we wanted to have those claims resolved, um, then we could have anticipated if the rules had come out differently. So we do have an an entire podcast on on this issue itself, but we do want to highlight that we are very thankful for the way the regulations came out in a way to protect consumers and drive down costs. Yeah, I'm very thankful for that starting next year will be finally when consumers don't get hit with those surprise bills. Even after we passed the law, Last year, as we pointed out at the end of last year, I know people this year who still are getting hit with surprise bills. um, And finally, next year, that will be gone. And so I am looking forward to having people not end up with surprise bills from their anesthesiologist or the ER doctor or the pathologist. Not that this takes care of all of our problems in health insurance, but people should at least be able to know what they're paying before they get into the situation. And I think what we've been able to achieve in the regulations is ensuring that everyone's premium doesn't go up 
because of this prize billing arbitration. And so between the two of those, I think we have a lot to be thankful for. Shortly after the CAA passed, when President Biden came into office, he, like his predecessors, immediately signed several executive orders. NAHU was thankful for one of those executive orders in particular. Is that correct? Yes. In particular, we were very thankful for the executive order that opened up a special enrollment period in the federal exchanges. There were several state exchanges that opened up for a special enrollment period because of the pandemic during 2020. And we had been encouraging the federal exchange to do the same. It just took until the beginning of 2021 when President Biden came in office to be able to do so. And the reason why is because with the pandemic, it gave a lot of people a reason to come in and get enrolled in, in coverage to care. We all know as folks get in, get in and get covered, they stay covered. They stay in the health insurance market, which is so important. And above all, we are so thankful for what you all did during the special enrollment period. You all enrolled over 65% of the consumers that came into a healthcare.gov plan through the SEP. And that is huge. That's fantastic. So we are so thankful that this SEP opened up, that we were able to get so many people covered, and that they were able to get covered through using a health insurance agent or broker. Yeah, that is more than any other open enrollment or special enrollment period so far. So we are excited to see agents and brokers helping more people in the market so they're not trying to have the difficulty of figuring out their own plan out there. This also shows how our relationship with CMS and healthcare.gov is improving, and they're increasingly reliant on agents and brokers to make sure everyone is signing up for the individual health insurance market. So Marcy pointing out that 65% of people used a health insurance agent to sign up is a new high for us, and I would love to keep that going. So soon after that, in February, we hosted our 31st Capital Conference. It was an historic event, as it was NAHU's first ever all-virtual Capital Conference. I would say a few things happened during the event that we were very thankful for. We were so thankful for the involvement that we had from all of the NEHU members, but also from the members of Congress. We had a record number of speakers from the Hill that were able to bring their messages to all of you, both from the elected officials and appointed folks in the administration. So we are so grateful that we were able to share those messages with all of you, as well as have Dr. Deepak Chopra kick off our event as our keynote speaker and remind us to be mindful. We were also very grateful for the high number of quality virtual meetings that we attended. They were well-constructed, great participation, and it was very useful to our work. We appreciate your participation. I'm thankful that during this capital conference, QPAC managed to raise over $170,000, surpassing previous records. And we are looking forward to people donating again and NHU breaking all sorts of fundraising records so that our PAC can show the true strength of health insurance agents and brokers protecting the private health insurance market. Well, we are so thankful for the success of this year's virtual capital conference. We are looking forward to getting together in person in 2022. So we are very thankful for moving forward and the opening up of Washington, D.C. after the pandemic and being able to plan to see so many of you in person in February of 2022. Are you ready to return to Washington, D.C. for our annual Capitol Conference? That's right. 
NAHU's Capital Conference is returning to in-person from February 28th to March 2nd at the Hyatt Regency on Capitol Hill here in Washington, D.C. In addition to returning in-person, NAHU is also offering a virtual attendance option. In-person attendees will have access to all on-site programs, events, and sponsors, along with access to the virtual platform. Virtual attendees will have access to the virtual platform, the programs listed with virtual attendees on the preliminary schedule, and all virtual sponsors. If you're interested in attending Capital Conference and returning back to the district once again, please go to NAHU.org and register as soon as possible. We are very much looking forward to seeing you all once again. So in terms of COVID-19 relief, in March, Congress passed the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA. ARPA established new ACA premium tax credits and subsidies for COBRA premiums, among many other provisions. So can you expand on what ARPA did and why NHU was thankful for some parts of this bill? One reason I was thankful for the American Rescue Plan Act is because it was a reconciliation bill that came together pretty quickly in comparison to what we're experiencing right now with the Build Back Better Act. So I was very grateful for the speed in which that was able to be worked on. But we are also thankful to see an increase in premium tax credits on the individual market, which again increases the amount of folks that'll go in and get covered under healthcare.gov. And then we are also really grateful to see something that we specifically requested, which was an increase in funds that folks were able to put in their FSAs. We know that many of you were not using those funds during the pandemic. We were able to get a rollover in those funds at the end of 2020, so you could roll over those dependent care FSAs from 2020 to 2021. And then we were able to get an increase in funds that could be put into an FSA if the employer elected to do so through the American Rescue Plan Act. So those two pieces, the FSAs and the additional funds for premium tax credits, we think were just invaluable to consumers across the country, especially during this time with the pandemic. Yeah, I'm very thankful that as opposed to the dire predictions that COVID would cause millions of Americans to go without health insurance, that because of these programs, including COBRA premium payments and tax credits, we actually saw a very little drop in the uninsured in this country. A million Americans were able to also stay on their employer plan. So even with the horrible forecasts that were out there with COVID, the statistics now that show that most Americans were able to stay insured. And so that is good for Americans' health and their financial security. Just to add on to what Chris said, I think that I'm grateful for the recognition that the role that employer plans play in the healthcare space and that we were able to manage help for those in employer plans through COBRA, which wasn't easy for anyone. And I know it wasn't easy for many of you, and we very much appreciate the role that you played in making that successful. It just helped keep people under private coverage, keep employer-sponsored coverage strong. And I think that it really laid the groundwork for making sure that provisions that would have been bad in the Build Back Better bill didn't make it into that bill because of the success that we had in the first reconciliation. Another major event that happened this year was the Supreme Court's ruling in Texas v. ACA, the case that essentially decided the fate of the Affordable Care Act. So why is NAHU thankful for this ruling? We were thankful for this ruling, not necessarily because of the content of the ruling, 
but because it prevented uncertainty in the market, it prevented some disruption in the market, which could have happened if the decision had gone differently and and really addressed the individual or employer mandate, which with the result of this court case, it was decided on standing and and thrown out. So they didn't decide the the case on its merits, which were challenging the, the zeroing out of the individual mandate penalty and whether that in and of itself would negate the individual mandate because it was no longer technically a, a tax if, if the number was zero. And we have an entire podcast specifically about this case because it is very interesting. And, and as much as from a legal perspective, it would be really fun to watch the Supreme Court do some legal gymnastics on how they are going to try to hold pieces of the ACA together. They didn't end up having to do that because of the way that the court ruled. And again, while we're not endorsing the Supreme Court's ruling, we are thankful that there was no disruption in the market because of any vast sudden changes that could have happened based on a Supreme Court ruling. And it also allowed for Congress to move forward, knowing that they weren't going to have any large changes from a challenge in the court system and be able to focus on some of the pieces that they're working on through the Build Back Better Act. Speaking of the Build Back Better Act. The House actually passed the Build Back Better Act earlier this morning. So I thought we ought to include some policy ideas that NAHU has successfully fought throughout the year, but namely in this most recent reconciliation package. We are certainly thankful for the omission of these provisions. What provisions are those? Yeah, a couple of things that are not in the package is the lowering of Medicare age to 60, a public option for cuts to Medicare Advantage, all of which were ideas that we've seen proposed and pushed by progressives and NEHU and its membership has actively opposed. It is not in the current package and we were very happy to be able to defeat those. And I'm thankful to John and Chris for covering all of the items in the Build Back Better Act and its progress along the way through the House and for covering those in our podcast. So you can go back and check those out if you would like more information about the Build Back Better Act and what's included at this point. Although it is still evolving, we do know that we have been able to defeat those proposals that Chris just listed off. It is now time for the NHU Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. So what are we toasting to this week? This week, we are toasting to Thanksgiving We hope that you are able to gather around safely with your friends and family and enjoy the holiday. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. For more information on NAHU's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit NAHU.org.